A brand new episode of Look at Talk starts right now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of Look at Talk. I'm your man, Victor, and today we got a great episode. But before we get to our guests, I got to give a shout out to all the veterans out there, you know what I'm saying? But thank you for your service. Y'all are the real MVPs. And also a quick birthday shout out to a college buddy of mine. She she turns 31 tomorrow. So um, big happy birthday to you on this day because the episode will be dropping. And now that I'm done with the shout outs, it's time to meet today's guest. She is the host of the Color Curve podcast, podcasting out of Virginia. She brings all the colors to whatever podcast she's on. It's Miss Tori. How you doing today, Tori? Best introduction ever. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm great. You know what I'm saying? I'm great. You know what I'm saying? I'm blessed good. to have you on. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy. I'm happy we're doing this back-to-back pod. You know what I'm saying? We on my podcast yes. t- tonight and we'll be Definitely. on your podcast pretty soon. That, that's how it's supposed to be. I love it. I love it this way. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's not a problem, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely not a problem, but it is definitely supposed to be because sometimes you'll have somebody on your podcast and then you won't even hear from them for a while. Facts. Not calling, facts. Like, not calling anybody not calling anybody out and in particular, no, but y'all know who y'all are. It's a thing. It's just a thing. Mm-hmm. And if the shoe fits, <laughs> please do better, you know what I'm please saying? Please wear it. Please do. <laughs> but nevertheless, tell the people about the Color Curve podcast. Well, um, like a lot of other podcasters, I started during the pandemic. I started getting frustrated because I was watching CNN a lot. And it was like every time I saw their statistics of us, we were always at the bottom. We were we were never acknowledged for the good things or the fair way to be acknowledged. So I was like, you know what, since they always want to say, you know, we're at the bottom of the financial curve, we're at the bottom of the learning curve. They need to accept the fact that over here we set the curve. We don't follow it. So Mm. it's the Color Curve podcast. Wow, that is an interesting perspective. And yeah. another thing I will I will add to that is they don't want to take accountability because they started off with all the advantages. We just catching up. Exactly, which is why I say it's not fair. How do you measure us equally? It's it's just not possible. So that's why I say we got to set our own curve. Yeah, that that that's the interesting perspective. We definitely need to start doing that in 21 and 22, 22, yes. 22 like setting yeah. our own curve and stuff, mm-hmm. our own perspective. So yep. what made you get started with the podcast? Just the pandemic of being bored because of the pandemic? <laughs> so um, I work in the music industry and touring had completely stopped. And I got used to, you know, talking to people on the road, you know, traveling for long hours. We're always talking, whether we're on the tour bus or in the airplane. And I miss talking to people, but it was, I wanted something different. I just picking up the phone. They were figuring out Zoom and all that stuff. So I was like, what if I just make the reach bigger? And instead of the conversations that I have with my homegirls, I can have them with all my curvies. So that's why I started podcasting. That's real. That's that's a real good reason, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And um, shout out to you for keeping it going, too, because I know plenty of people that started their podcast during the pandemic, but then all of a sudden I checked back to their page two days ago, they haven't put out any episodes. Yeah, it's hard. You know, a lot of people are starting to go back to their regular lives. They're going back to work. Offices are opening back up. Children are going back to school. So I'm sure it's, it's pretty hard to balance it out. But yeah, kudos to the ones that are still doing it. Listen, 
um honestly I, i'm at a point where I, I start holding people accountable because i'm like i done held down two jobs now i don't have any kids okay. now, but i done held down two <laughs> jobs and i'm still giving y'all the podcast okay so what is yeah. your excuse come on it's just yeah not you gotta be in it. it you gotta you have to really be in it you have to be committed but it's strategy too like you gotta know how to balance your time you know so um if you want it bad enough you're probably still here Yes, that's that's basically what it is. If you definitely want it bad enough, you're basically still here. So going back to one of your last episodes where it said all dogs has his day. Mm -hmm. It's like, I heard it, but I'm like, it feels like some people don't have their day. You know what I'm saying? Because (laughs) sometimes the ones that treat you bad, some Mm -hmm. of them, they, they, they win. And I'm like, how in the world you yeah. treat me bad and you bounce back and you getting rewarded? Like, how right. in the world does that work? Yeah. So the real meaning of every dog has his day, it's supposed to be the opposite. It's supposed to be that no matter how many bad days you have, you know, just hold on. You're going to have that one day where you're going to, you know, have the success. But I kind of flipped it the other way around, actually. I was saying it in the sense of be careful with the ones that are always trying to act like they're up on top. You know, that they have no bad days, that, you know, they're just winning. What you see on social media, they only show you the good days, but every dog has his day. Like, we all go through stuff. So I kind of spent the narrative a little bit to, to highlight it that way, because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, don't believe the hype. Don't believe what you see on social media. Everything ain't what it seems. So we all have our days. Yes, that's damn sure true. We all yeah. we all have our days and also and we all have our moments. And if you listen to podcasts enough, you can tell when somebody's having their moment, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And also exactly. and you gotta learn to appreciate the art of podcasting because even though mm. they're having their day, they're still getting on the mic and giving you an episode because I know right. some people who just don't have the mental capacity to where it's like as soon as they have their day, they're shutting everything down. It's like, but okay. some of us we still find it, we, we tap into that place and find it within us to still mm-hmm. deliver a podcast and it, yeah. as if nothing is bad going on. Yeah, because, you know, and, and I guess that can be healthy and unhealthy if you're doing it the wrong way. I, For me, it's healthy because it gives me a reason to have to keep going. You know, it makes me have to say, you know what, regardless of what my day looked like today, I don't have to be that all day I can have a moment where I can talk to my curvies and even maybe I'll even tell them how my day is going or maybe I'll just give them a glimpse of hope that I didn't feel like I had but then you have those that will allow their day to completely just shut them down and you know what if that's what you got to do to protect your mental peace then by all means but I'm just the type of person I'm not gonna let the day whatever happens outside of my home come in my home voluntarily i'm just not gonna do it so if that means i gotta hunker down and get the lights camera action let's go and that's real that's real you know what i'm saying because i definitely agree with that it's like that's why you look at my page there's so many episodes of look at talk because yeah it's like a podcast and mm-hmm. then got me through the bs you know what i'm saying it's just you know mm-hmm. what let me hop on with somebody in a different state or a different place right. Or somebody yeah. local, let me hop on with them, you know what I'm saying, to get us through, you know what I'm saying? So right. appreciate the art of podcasting people because absolutely us is us, us, we just sit here and say, thank God for podcasting. <laughs> it's like, please appreciate the podcast. Please do. Please do. Because it, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it. There's another way I kind of look at it too is if I record today, 
this episode might not come out till next week. And whatever I'm going through today, hopefully I'm not going through next week. So, you know, when it comes out, I might be in a different space. So why not just go ahead and present that to the curvies, you know? But uh, it's a lot of work, though. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of sacrifice if you're in a relationship. It's, it's a lot of uh, trying to balance, you know, work life and podcast life. And if you're creating your own content, like it's a lot. It's a lot of work. But if, if you love what you're doing, it's worth it. Yes, it's definitely a lot. I definitely agree with you. Even as somebody that's single, it's definitely a lot because, you know yeah. what I'm saying, you got to allocate time to do this. You're, you're researching, mm-hmm. you're listening to other people's stuff, see what they're talking about. You're finding yeah. stuff to pull onto yours. It's, it, yep. it's definitely a lot. And also, you got people that want to want to hit you up to have you on their shows and stuff. So it's definitely a lot. Yeah. And then you want to be supportive. So you want to, you know, make sure you're trying to share other people's things. Sometimes you don't get to it right away. And, you know, some people understand, some take it to heart. Um, but we, we do as much as we can when we can without sacrificing a lot of the people around us and, and what they look for from us as well. That's real. That's real. So what's something you've learned about yourself um, in the time you've been podcasting? that I talk a lot. (laughs) I didn't realize how much of a talker I was until I had to like actually make it a thing. Um, I learned that I need to listen to, I need to listen more than I talk. And that's something that I didn't realize I had until, you know, I started networking with podcasters. But I would think the biggest thing is being okay in your own lane. My lane doesn't have to look like your lane. They, you know, your lane doesn't have to look like mine. And that doesn't mean that we're not going in the right direction for ourselves. It's okay to be in your own lane and to embrace your own lane. And um, I think sometimes in a podcast world, we start out in our own lane. And then at some point, we kind of start veering into lanes that we didn't really pay for ourselves. And we got to get back to that sometimes. So for me, it's just making sure I stay in my own lane. Yeah, and I definitely I definitely feel you on that. And I know for me personally, it's like I've really feel not taking a shot at anybody, but I really started mm-hmm. to feel like I got back into my own lane when I started to say, uh, forget, I started to say, fuck, fuck it, I'm just going to do everything myself. Because mm-hmm. what you learn is people don't have the same vision as you, you know what I'm saying? So yep. people ain't going to bring the same energy as you. So that's why that's it's me. like I got back into just staying I'll just stay in my own lane and network, bring people on with like-minded people because other exactly. people, it's like, I tried, like, so I tried to co-host some thing. I'll say, I may revisit 2022, who knows, but you learn that people don't have the same drive as you, you know what I'm saying? So you definitely right. have to stay in your own lane and we're going to definitely come back to staying in your own lane with today's topic. Okay. Stuff, so, <laughs> because I really feel like a lot of people are veering off their own lanes yeah, when it comes absolutely. to certain things. So we're definitely going to revisit that. So what's something you wish you were known about podcasting before you jumped into it? Um, how much social media was involved. I wasn't big into social media um, before podcasting you know I dip and dabble I you know pop up maybe post a picture once every couple of months um but I I knew that you know there was record and talk but I didn't realize how much I would be on social media I didn't expect that at all I didn't expect to be have to make so much content you know post and coming up with ideas I, I don't know why but I didn't think about any of that so when I first started it was just okay now how are people gonna find you Tori 
And I was like, oh, shoot, like I have to do content. So I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until about episode 70. And so I, I finally created mm-hmm. my Instagram page for my podcast page. Wow. I was like, you know what? I don't went a whole year podcast and then the page for this thing. <laughs> and then it started booming. I'm like, why mm-hmm. the hell didn't I do this at episode right. one or episode two or episode three? I could have mm-hmm. been networking with people and stuff. And yep. I could have just been, the, it made it easy to say you don't need a co-host once you're out here networking. There you go. Exactly. So I don't know why. Maybe I didn't do enough research, but that part I was not prepared for. Honestly, I don't think anybody does a lot of research when they want to do something. They just, a lot yeah. of people, they just hop in and they just get just started. Do it. <laughs> because sometimes you have that or that sense of urgency of, if I don't get this thing started now, I ain't never going to get this thing started. That's true. That's so true. And that's me. I have to just, if I have that urge, I got to hop on it. Because else I'm just, I'm going to just keep procrastinating and then I probably won't get to it. So as soon as I had the urge to podcast, I was on Amazon. Like, okay, let me get it. Let me go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I did though. Yeah, I feel you. And I, I'm definitely glad I did as well. And also, yeah. now what made you stay with podcasts? Because sometimes people will start off podcasts and they'll maybe do maybe six or seven episodes or they might do a whole season and then they'll just say to hell with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what kept you going with podcasting? Uh, it was a challenge for myself. I do have a history of kind of jumping in and out of projects. So when I first told my mom that I was going to podcast, she was just like, yeah, okay. And so when I got to like episode, maybe like 10, she was like, okay, like they didn't even expect me to make it two months. Like (laughs) they were not expecting that. So it was a challenge. It was like, okay. And then after it became like, mm, I would say maybe about three or four months in, it wasn't a challenge anymore. It was just like, I knew it was something that I was supposed to do every week. it It was a habit, just like getting up and eating breakfast. It was like, okay, now it's time to podcast. And so it became a lifestyle. It went from a hobby to a challenge to a lifestyle. And so for me now, it's just, a, it's simply a lifestyle. It's just what I do. Man, you really sound like me. Cause I, I definitely say it's like, I've yeah. embraced it as well because you know, you've embraced it when you're doing multiple shows in one day, it's like you're on yeah. one show with somebody else and then you um, take a quick break and now you're getting ready to be on somebody else's show. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's yep. like- you know, it's a lifestyle when you, you can is. push out multiple episodes in a day and still don't get tired. And I, I definitely feel you on that as well, because I didn't even tell my family I started podcasting. And no. but also, yeah, because I knew how they were. And also, and I felt that same thing above starting something and then just staying to hell with it. But mm-hmm. I knew podcasting was going to stick for me was when I went to a networking event. And mm-hmm. I found I got a lot of good positive feedback from I tell I walked in and told people, oh, I host this podcast, I told them about it. They were like, wow, you're doing real good compared oh. to credit repair, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, you know the pyramid scheme businesses because <laughs> you know, because you tell them you're part of a pyramid scheme business, and guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna try to recruit you into theirs. I'm like, I'm of not course. about to be your bonus. <laughs> that's all it is <laughs> that's that, all you are that's yeah. li- literally all it is is you're getting your bonus because you got somebody under you and it's like exactly and you want mm-hmm. me to invest in stuff and yeah. i remember one person that was going so hard at it i remember seeing this person at a job fair i'm like 
oh what happened? a job fair yeah i'm like they was they really thought they was in a career yeah, they really did. They were sending me <laughs> inspirational quotes every day. Oh my stuff. goodness, they were in deep. They yes, they were in deep. They were sending <laughs> inspirational quotes. They were hitting me up every hour on the hour. Hey, have you got this person? Have you got this person? I'm like, what? Dude. Yeah. Nah. And I'm and I remember now. Unfortunately for me, the reason I was there is because I was looking to make make some more money, and I was like, okay, I think I can handle a second job. So that's the only reason right. I was there, but. I saw him there filling an application. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I was cordial. I spoke and just kept going. I'm like, you done sent me, me all. You, when you said a career fair, I thought you were saying that they were there to like market, to get people to sign up. Mm, no, they were in the career fair looking for a career, handing out their resume. Oh my gosh. That's even worse. Yeah. Like, like a job, more like a job fair. Yeah. Oh my. So I was like, yeah, yeah you done did all this. Tell me how all that. And I'm just like, but with podcasting, it's just you find people that want to come on. Hey, they even want to picture they got picture ideas to them. Like, hey, I want to come on talk about this. I want to come on talk about that. Now, some things don't make it, you know what I'm saying? Because I done of got course. very selective, but mm-hmm. you know. It's just what it is. You gotta be protective of your brand. Mm-hmm. It's your baby. We just talked about how much work there is to be mm-hmm. done. We just talked about, you know, how we're still doing it. So you, you have to protect it. You can't just let anybody come on the show. Yeah, you def, definitely can because the, you'll be looking crazy if you do. Ladies and okay. gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. All right. I got the beautiful Miss Tori in the house representing that Color Curve podcast. All right. Since the holiday season is coming about, coming around and you're married, I got to put you on the spot about this. Okay. Now, who's, who's, whose house you looking forward to going to? The in-laws, your family, or do you just want to cook Thanksgiving yourself? So because of COVID... That makes this, you know, I don't know. Can we say that word? Do they still flag us for that word? But because of the situation that the world is in, that is now my excuse to be able to stay home. So I don't have to answer that question. That you, If you ask me that next year, I might start sweating bullets. But we are staying home. We are going to stay in the house and we will not be going to anyone's house this year. Even wow, even though outside now you just said outside is opening back up and stuff. So and not for you, me. <laughs> I'll still be inside. I'm not gonna I'll let everybody else go ahead and test outside and see how they do, but I'm not going outside yet. No. I am one of the only people that I know in my circle that did not get sick, and I would like to keep it that way. Okay, you are blessed that you didn't get sick, you know. Because I stayed in the house. When I listen, babe, when I tell you I stayed in the house, I didn't even go grocery shopping. I stayed in the house. So what you did? Instacart the groceries to you and stuff? I sure did. I understood the assignment. I was told to stay indoors <laughs> and I did it. And I did not, and me, my husband, none of our children, thank you, Lord, we didn't get sick. That's what's up, you know what I'm saying? That is definitely what's up. It was hard. It was hard to stay in the house. But my health was was worth way more. My children's health was worth way more. And I'm glad, thank God, we were afforded the abilities to stay in the house. Because some people had to go outside. So I'm not knocking anyone that had to go outside. 
but nah, stayed in the house. So I'm going to stay in the house for, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Damn, Tori said I ain't, I ain't pulling up on nobody family. Nobody. I'll be home. They can Zoom, they can FaceTime, they can do whatever. But me, as for me and my house, we're going to be inside. <laughs> <laughs> that man that that is that is one scenario i didn't even think about because i just you know i assumed everybody didn't got comfortable with being outside because of course i'm in florida where of course i'm in florida the state that didn't really shut down i don't think any right. state in the south shut down honestly because people were still outside doing whatever you know what I'm saying so it's like but you played a card i was not expecting i said damn that was good yes listen our governor um well he just lost but our our past governor he is a pediatrician so he was all for us being shut down so we our state definitely shut down i mean you could look outside and see absolutely nothing and nobody and you definitely didn't see tori because i was in the house Man, you were lucky because, like I said, Florida shut down for half a second. I ain't going to lie. During that half a second, there was no traffic. I was like, oh, my goodness. I can get to work on time and not – I can cross these bridges and not have to right. hit traffic? Oh, my right. goodness. Exactly. No, I didn't have to deal with any of that right in the house. Man, you were blessed because, like I said, I live in Florida. You know what? It's, it's every man for himself here. Let's, yeah. just, let's just call it what it is. It's just – Every man for himself, you know what I'm saying? You got a governor who who don't really who don't really care, you know. Yeah, y'all off the chains down there. Like y'all, y'all definitely off the chains. Y'all a different breed down there. Yes, yes, they are. Yes, we are. We're <laughs> really a different breed, you know. So it's like you got it's the home state, but you gotta love it sometimes. It's like yeah. every day we in the news for something. So I'm pretty sure you don't okay. see. I'm like. Okay, always in the news. And it's very rarely anything good. Just saying. <laughs> Just <course>. saying. <laughs> and but I know before the pandemic, I knew people were still moving down here. I even met I haven't had coworkers from Virginia. I'm like, why y'all left Virginia to come down to Florida? Right. Mm-mm. I don't know what they was doing. I don't know. Maybe they the pandemic had them a little cuckoo. I don't know. But you know, hey. <laughs> maybe they was maybe they already had a different breed type of blood in their DNA anyway, so they about that life. I, I guess I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. I don't know what that thought process was. She says she ain't leaving Virginia. <laughs> not not to go to Florida. Not to go to Florida. <laughs> so what state would you leave Virginia for? Um I would, I would stay on the East Coast, so it would have to be like a North Carolina. I, would, I wouldn't mind going to the country. I wouldn't mind going to Georgia, not Atlanta. Those are two different places. Atlanta and Georgia are two different places. I would go to Georgia um, and maybe like um, like the D.C. area. I wouldn't mind doing the D.C. area. But that's oh, you're not, oh, okay. You're not close to D.C.? No, I'm in like the Virginia Beach area, so I'm more at the bottom of Portsmouth. Mm. I'm not too too far from the state line. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Oh, nice. I remember one time we were going on a road trip to DC. We drove, we drove right. I think we passed Virginia Beach. You know what I'm saying? So okay, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, going keep coming up. So yeah, absolutely, you would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's nice. That's nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. If you don't know, now you know, get your liquor ready because we definitely get real conversations and real people. So talk to me from a married perspective and from what you observe from the single people. Do you feel like people are single because they don't understand conflict resolution instead of they'll just embrace um, self-care or whatever because they, they're afraid of conflict? Is that why a lot of people are single? Um, that would definitely play a big part. I would say break down the conflict resolution because what conflict, right? You're going to have conflict Mm -hmm. in in any situation, whether it's a a marriage, a relationship, a working relationship, coworkers, you can have conflict anywhere, Mm -hmm. but where there's a conflict, there needs to be some type of resolution. And that's the part that is the problem. Like you were saying. So if you have two people that aren't willing to, um sit down and maybe go to therapy or have a conversation whether each person actually listens or having someone consider maybe even some sacrifice then yeah if, if no one's willing to do the work for the resolution then absolutely you will have that because a lot of times people don't want to take the conflict head on because it might acknowledge a flaw and I think a lot of people are afraid when they're in relationships to admit what their flaws are. So the whole resolution part is what comes in to be the problem because no one wants to do the work. That's definitely true. And it's like, and honestly, I'd rather find a flaw while we're in the beginning stages or while in a relationship because the flaws will tell you a lot about a person because if a person mm-hmm. finds one of your flaws and they don't leave, oh, they the one. Because okay. a lot of people... They find one red flag about you, they gone, or mm-hmm. they or they'll find a million. But the, but then again, it goes back to if they how much they really like you because some people, yeah, a person can have fifty million red flags. They'll light up like a Christmas tree, but they'll still be right there. And then when that person shows who they really are, they'll be on social media crying about how this person ain't this and women or men ain't this, ain't that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you having a pity party, but you had the warning signs. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this, if a person is willing to work at it and change, that's a sign that that's, that might be a keep because some people, they'll, they'll light up like a Christmas tree and they ain't even trying to change it. Right. That's true. That's so true. And that's what I was saying about the whole resolution part. If you're not willing to do the work, then you're not, it's not going to work. And doing the work sometimes doesn't have to mean sitting down and going to therapy. It could be, okay, here's the conflict. What part did I play? Now you got to take some accountability. And when it comes to accountability and adults, Oh my gosh, it's, it, it's almost like non-existent sometimes in relationships. We're so quick to pass that buck on. It's it's your fault because it's your fault because, but we don't tend to say, you know what? I know that I tend to be a little selfish. So maybe in that moment, you know, such and such and such, how can we fix it? That is like you see that on TV, but in like the real world, people aren't having these type of conversations. So therefore, they don't get to the resolution. If anything, they'll just take the wound and just put a Band-Aid on it and just pray for the best. But then when the blood starts seeking through that that Band-Aid, now it's like, okay, we stayed a little too long. We tried to patch up something and now it's toxic. Now it's toxic. So yeah, until they're willing to acknowledge the wound and whether, you know, maybe they had a part in causing it, 
it's gonna be problems yes it's definitely gonna be problems it you get you definitely gotta nod your head on and stuff and also you gotta and you gotta know what kind of person you're dealing with you know what i'm saying is this somebody you just patched up with mm-hmm. or that's just gonna well just stay and let it be patched up and just let the, then let the blood flow whatever or is it right. somebody that's really gonna get in there unless let's fix this wound right then and there because again like i said it goes back to you know is this person really, really into you? Because and you did say something really key, which might trigger some people, but it's like, if it triggers them, it's obviously they're guilty. Accountability, it's like nobody mm-hmm. wants to take accountability for their part. So that's why mm-hmm. a lot of times with conflict resolution, people are not willing to take their part. I'm like, and that's how you that's how you get down to the conflict. Because right. if if us men can humble ourselves and look back in the situation and be like, okay, yeah, I was wrong here. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong here. And that's hard for a lot of people to do. And what I've learned over the years is it ain't just hard for us men to do. A lot mm. of women struggle with it as well. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But see, sometimes what we do is because we don't want to take the accountability, we just kind of let it just stew. And then that's when you have people that start getting familiar with the toxicity. They start getting familiar with the offenses. They start getting familiar with the conflict. And so therefore they're they're not even looking for resolution anymore. They've now learned how to just deal with it. And then they go through eight, 10 years of being in a relationship where they've just dealt with it. They didn't have any conflict resolution. And now it's like, I'm just gonna stay with him because there's so much time invested. And then they just continue that pattern. And then unfortunately, their children see it. They do the same thing. And then you have this generation until someone breaks it of people just accepting conflict and no resolution. Yes. And also, I will say another thing is maybe another red flag could be is somebody who doesn't bring that drama or some of the drama traits they're used to, somebody that bring, doesn't bring that. Now they find one wrong thing with them, they want to kick them to the curb. I'm like, seriously? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is crazy. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like we're gonna cover, we're gonna get to that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, seriously, one red flag with this person who doesn't have no drama, no baby mom drama, or no baby dad drama. And um, they just they just go get it, they just go get it. They they you see what they're passionate about, and they just go get it, and you want to kick them to the curb, but the person with 50 million red flags that light up like a Christmas tree, this is the one that you just ignore their their flaws or whatever? Yeah, and it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And then what, what ends up happening too is chances are that guy that you were with that was a go-getter, he only had that one you know mishap, that one problem. If you let him go that easily, then either you're really insecure with the relationship or you wasn't really feeling him like that anyway. Because you have some women that will go into a relationship and when it's good, when it's a lot of green flags, that's scary to them. They want to run from that because they're thinking, how how is it that you can love me when I have red flags and you don't even really have any? Why? Why are you with me? Are you too good for me? And they'll run from that. That that frightens them. So if they're used to dating men that have all these red flags, it's predictable for them. It's toxic, but that's what they're used to. And then that's what they end up running towards. Yeah. And that's the same. That's the same for some. You can say the same thing about some men. It's like they will they'll shy away from the good woman who who's not yeah. a baby mom but not not a single mom and they'll run towards the woman who, who light up like a christmas tree but it's like yeah 
we gotta we gotta definitely a single people in 2021 2022 we gotta definitely break this cycle you know what i'm saying it's absolutely just, it's absolutely. Like you try to do it but it's, it's still to be so hard because you can only control what you can control you know yeah that's true i you know i would like to ask a guy um that that tends to run towards the women with the red flags if they have some type of fear of commitment if they're if they feel like if they go for the green flag woman it means that they're gonna have to settle down right now and if they feel like i'll take the red flag because i know i'm not gonna stay with her but when I'm ready to settle down, when I'm ready to, you know, start a family, that's when I'll start looking for green flag women. I wonder if that's like a thought process. For some men, it is a thought process that that could be the thought process of mm-hmm. let me find a damaged woman who's already damaged so I can just be mm-hmm. me, whatever, because I won't have to change. I won't have to really do the work. Whereas the man that's trying to challenge himself, that's where you might want to find the green flags where she, because that green flag woman's going to challenge you. So sometimes they don't just want to challenge themselves. And also it goes back to accountability. It's like, because, excuse me, naturally the person with the green flags is going to make you challenge yourself and they're going to point out your flaws and stuff and your, your flaws are going to light up and it's just going to be some things you got to work on. good way to look at it, Vic. I like that. That's so true. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, because if I got a whole bunch of SHIT going, I don't know if you're cussing with y'all. If I got a bunch of shit going on with me and and you don't, then I'm gonna have I'm gonna actually project some of my shit on you because I'm thinking I'm not good enough. So in the same in the same way of what you just said, that's that's another way to look at it. And a lot of guys will do that. Yeah, and it's like, and my thing is with women, it's like if if you see a, what a, you got a good man, you better do everything you can to hold on to him because it's like we're far in between out here. It's like every other day you're dealing with a man who got baby mama drama, got this drama, got that drama, or he got and 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 it's just and sometimes I feel bad for some brothers who got kids for some single dads, but it's like it's like it's, that's just a strike against them already you know what i'm saying yeah. so so sometimes i feel bad for them but it's like and I've, i'm i look at these women like why the hell you just question yourself so much instead of just enjoying the fact you got a decent man right there with you because and because because i dealt with somebody like that that was always saying oh you don't want me for i'm like why are you but i'm still here though it's like if I don't want you, I won't. They want it. Some if if a woman says that to you, she's looking for some type of validation, mm-hmm. and it's not because you're not giving that to her. It's something within herself. She needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. She's looking for there's some type of insecurity there in the relationship, she, on her part. She's looking for a validation. She's she needs you to say to her, "I'm not going anywhere." Versus yeah. some people feel like, "Why can't my actions just?" be enough for that but you have some of those women that have those insecure moments and they need to hear you say that oh which triggers another thing which is why i say that which is why i said this on podcast you need to tap into them love languages because if you tap into them love languages you would feel like maybe she words of affirmation is one of them maybe she would need to hear that coming yeah. from a man mm-hmm Absolutely. And maybe that'll put her mind to ease, but then there are some people, this is all I've learned over the years, if you can put their mind to ease, but if a if an ex who lights up like a Christmas tree is totally with another woman, but yet decides to just pop back up on them, they're going to run to that ex. 
And that goes back to what I was saying about them being familiar. Mm-hmm. They get comfortable in that familiar. Even if that familiar is hella toxic, it becomes predictable toxicity. And sometimes mm-hmm. women that are insecure will rather stay in a relationship where your toxicity is predictable than to get in a relationship where I really just don't know. And a lot of times society plays a part in that because society keeps telling us for some reason that your man has to look like this and he has to have this and he has to check this off. And then we get so caught up in wanting our man to be what society deems a good thing that we stop thinking about what's healthy for me. Yes. And it's like, that's, that's so true for, and they, they tell us men the same thing. Women need to do this. Women need to do that. You know and I'm saying? It's just, and sometimes I'm just like, man, fuck society. You know what I'm saying? You just got to say yep. fuck society. You got to make it work for what works for you, which Absolutely. leads me to the main thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is mm-hmm. the prayer. I know you not heard about this prayer though. What did Sierra pray? I see a lot of women crying about that. What did Sierra pray? What did Sierra pray? And I'm like, and from a Maryland's perspective, what do you think when you hear that? Because even it came out on Summer Walker's album, like, oh, the prayer and stuff like, what the what the hell is the point? My thinking is why y'all sitting here praying this thing when that's what worked <laughs> for Sierra specifically. Okay. That was her prayer. That ain't y'all prayer. Like, what do you think when you hear that? I think lazy. I think prayer is easy. So because that, that it's a lazy way to greatness. They want to pray their way to to some man that they don't even understand what they're praying for it, it's all a hype for, for real that a lot of people are falling for we don't even know if sierra even prayed for that man for one okay we don't know but let's say she did it, that's her that's her life that's her relationship that's her walk so how do we think we could just copy and paste and get greatness that comes out of that it makes absolutely no sense if anything i think people should be asking sierra what did you learn about yourself when you met a man that was of the standard that you felt was equal to you? What did you learn about yourself? Did you learn that, hmm, maybe I don't listen as much as I should? Did you learn, hmm, maybe I, I nitpick at things a little too much? Like, what did you learn about yourself that maybe that those women that are so worried about her prayer can take back how to look deeper in their selves to be better for the man that they want? Exactly. So copy because... and pasting. Exactly, because I'm pretty sure Sierra did a lot of work in between that prayer that from of when course. she met Future, from when she left Future to get a Russell Wilson. So I'm pretty sure because they say faith without work is dead. I'm pretty sure she really went hard at putting in the work and helping herself heal. And this exactly. is, and also I feel like Russ had patience with her as well, and he let her grow. And she embraced a man that has patience with her because a lot of women they probably done ran into that Russ Wilson, they just don't know it yet, or exactly. he ain't got enough money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not like it's not like Sierra told you guys, like there's men on Mars, and in order for them to get here, you gotta pray. Like, whatever you're praying about, these men are already here, mm-hmm. they're already here. You just haven't found that right one or you haven't done the work to be the woman for that man. So how is you just copying and pasting what someone's personal connection was to God supposed to manifest that for you? It doesn't make sense. I'm not going to pray the same thing that a single mother with, you know, two children might pray for if her child is sick. I'm not going to say the same prayer. 
that's not what I, that's not my walk. That's not what I need. I'm not going to go and park my car in front of my office building and say the same prayer as the pilot who's about to take off and fly a whole freaking airplane. We are not the same. So why should our prayer be the same? Like, what I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really understand. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I really don't understand that either. It's like, y'all doing all this talking about the prayer, the prayer. And then y'all wondered, then somebody had the nerve to ask, oh, why are men saying the prayer for Russell Wilson? Maybe because us men understand we need to work on our shit in order to attract what we know. But there are some men out there that probably wonder what the hell he said. I have, in my weak moments, I have those moments like, what the hell did he say? But at the same time, I get, that's when I get back selfish. Like, look, forget about what whatever he said. He said it worked for him. Look, let right. me just work on me. People don't understand. If you just work on yourself, you know what I'm saying? Work on your insecurities and your flaws. The person right. will pop up right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? They'll light up green. Exactly. And yeah, also, I don't even understand what, like, what, what makes them think that Sierra and Russell are the relationship to pray for. Like, I don't, I, I've never understood that. I've never understood the hype of their relationship. Because we it's, don't it's know because what's happening behind closed doors. You really don't. It's because they want another celebrity couple to hype up. You know what I'm saying? Because it was really? Jada and Will for the longest until what happened. You, so yeah. Jada just, you know, yeah. all that shit just came oh, out, man. you know what I'm saying? A whole mess. Yeah, it, like I said, but people, society always managed to hype up the celebrity couples that just come out of nowhere. So it's like, and they, they see, and also they see how attractive Sierra is. And then they see Russ, who just, he's just a go-getter. He just goes out, plays football, comes home, don't really be, he just handles his business, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people are like, damn, she's with him? People so, gotta stop that. People gotta stop falling for the hype. Like, Sierra could literally go in her toilet, scoop up some water, put it in a bottle, and tell everybody this is the water that she drank the week she met that man. And I bet you that water is gonna fly off the shelf. You probably oh, gonna shit. buy that like crazy. Shit, just just the same way people try to buy Jay Z and Beyonce water. I'm like, hell yeah, because oh wait, people... they did that? No, not that, not not. Oh, not saying they did, but <laughs> that would be crazy if they did. But people in society, they're so damn gullible. Like so gullible, so gullible. Y'all, y'all think a prayer? It's like, and it's just it's. Like, I, and this is why I do not the church people because a lot of church people are like, oh, we just gonna pray about it. No, you gotta put in the work. If you there put you in go. the work, then the prayers and what you manifest in, there you you, go. that's going to be the keys, you know what I'm saying? You got to work towards it. You yep. can't just say a prayer. And, and it I'm, doesn't work like that. It don't it work, work like, like that. that. Even if I was to pray right now for a million dollars, God ain't just going to give me a million dollars around. He might give me the vision for what I need to do to mm-hmm. get the million dollars. He might be able to say, all right, you work on X, Y, Z. You know, we'll see about it. But you're not just praying for something that just falls on your lap. You got to do the work. Also, and also, don't you think God probably, the universe and God probably looking at how you budget, how you blow through money. Now I'm like, okay, like, how the hell can you say, oh, I want a million dollars, but you blow through $500 in 20 minutes. Okay, and it's, exactly. Now, if it's on bills, if it's on bills, okay, I get it. But if you blow like five hundred thousand dollars on 
thing shit you don't need that's when that's when the uh, red flags on rise like why the hell exactly. you blowing all this money on things you don't need exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. so, so yeah. it's just so like Not i said really. when i see the people well, like what to see a prayer what to see a prayer and stuff and i'm like y'all need to grow up it's like whatever she prayed she prayed like i'm pretty you a married woman you probably said something totally different before you met your husband exactly that's what i'm saying like i don't get it i i wasn't looking for what the next person was doing because again i say you don't know what's going on in anyone's personal life and your dad gonna sure don't know what's going on in their home so be careful what y'all chasing after. Be careful what y'all saying y'all want a relationship to be like or look like because you don't know what it is unless you are in that marriage. So be careful. Just want what's best and healthy for you and yours. Don't worry about nobody else. Always because at the end of the day, because you're the captain of your life, you got to answer for your own life. You can't answer for anybody else's life. Damn. And a lot of people don't realize that it's like, you don't know what they were going through. And it's just, yeah, but we know what you're going through. It's right. instead of trying to wish, hey, I want that for me. You can say that, but you got to take the steps to get there. You know what I'm saying? You got to work on yourself. You know, you got to work on your flaws. You got to work on accountability. It's just, Absolutely. it's a lot that yeah. a lot of people don't want to want to work on and also another thing is like i know it's a lot of women will take on the negative energy of music meaning they will just go in on like i I know you heard some walk album came out and she basically talked about her negative experiences and i see a lot of women trying to embrace that energy i'm like why are you embracing her story like just vibe with her music don't be trying to act out because she went through that misery loves company so miserable people love to be miserable together. And if you can add music to it, oh, they'll love it. They'll eat that shit up. Let's be miserable together. Let's be, no. How about let's heal together, you know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. Exactly. But there they go. Feeding into the hype again. You know, that's that's how they want to move. I don't know. I don't understand it. But I think that's more of a single woman thing mm-hmm. than a, obviously than a woman in a healthy, happy relationship. Single women like to gravitate towards other single women that they can cry with. And that album, obviously, is just a soundtrack to that movement. They mm. can have that. Yeah, that, that's what I think when I hear certain albums by certain men, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I will I will just vibe to it, but I'm, I'm not about to gravitate towards that because I'm like, I don't want to listen to you crying mm-hmm. about how women ain't this and women ain't that. You probably don't play them, you know what I'm saying? So you, probably, you don't, you don't want to take not a whole album. Like not, I can take a song or two. You know, we all we we have a bad day of you just broke up. Yeah, you want that one song that I like you in a music video too. You know, crying and wiping your tears away to the beat. Yeah. But I wouldn't want a whole album of just yeah. me being sad the entire time. Absolutely not. No, it's like, and I wouldn't want to embrace that energy of a whole album because I know a whole bunch of women that were doing the same thing when Lemonade, when Beyonce dropped Lemonade, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, but nobody, everybody was quiet when Jay-Z dropped 444 when he just took accountability, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh. Yeah, because that's not fun. That's not, that's not, you know, tea. It's not drama enough. I'm like, like how is that? How is that not drum enough when he's uh taking accountability for his actions? I'm like, what y'all y'all just want people to um be drama toxic, you know what I'm saying? Yes, that's what they want. That's exactly what they want. That's why good news don't sell. 
<laughs> that's true that listen working in listen when i went to school for journalism that was definitely true it's like See? i learned, learned that firsthand the the bad stories that's what attracts the viewers and stuff they mm-hmm. don't want the lighthearted stuff so Mm-mm. it's all you know so at what point did you learn from just give some advice to the single people out there at what point did you know i need to change before i meet my spouse I think the um, two two things. One is having boundaries. It's nothing wrong with having boundaries. It's nothing wrong with um, knowing exactly what you will and will not be able to handle and or tolerate. So don't feel like you have to do it to appease a man. It's okay to have a boundary. That's first. The second thing is put your blinders on. Look for it. Don't worry about what's going on in your peripheral. Don't worry about the next man's relationship. Don't worry about your home's girl's relationship. Don't worry about what society tells you you need to deem yourself happy and healthy. The relationship that you want to have needs to be 100% authentic to your relationship. And you need to be 100% honest to yourself and to the person that you want to get in the relationship with. It is not fair for you to go into a relationship making them think that it's going to be one way and then popping up six months down the road with what you really want. So be true to yourself, be true to whoever you enter a relationship with, and it's okay to have healthy boundaries. Yes, well, that's well said. I feel like people really need to listen to what the married people or people in relationships are saying rather than listening to rather than listen to a summer walker. No, no, shout out to Summer. She got a good album and all, but yeah, <laughs> too many people, y'all just embracing that energy a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? And for my people out there that's looking for a prayer, look for a prayer, like, look, you gotta put the work in, you know what I'm saying? How about praying for for self you know what i'm saying pray for yourself number one and then worry about everything else instead of what the instead of trying to figure out what the hell did sierra said what did beyonce say to get jay-z or whatever these celebrity couples did because them celebrity couples they got bullshit they're going with they're just not going to tell you about it exactly that's so true yeah because they 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 that because celebrity couples they're the opposite of the news they want to sell you on the good things you got going on and stuff facts exactly and stop thinking that every man is the same because russell might be an excellent wife for sierra but he might be i mean husband for sierra but he might be a horrible husband for someone else it's not Mm -hmm. one one size fits all so be careful what y'all praying for because that size just might not fit you Mm mm-hmm because you know what I'm saying, and also another thing I will say is, um, be careful that you didn't push away the person that's similar to Russell that could have been good for you. Because sometimes I've heard a preacher say this one back when I was in college. He said, um, some of y'all we might wind up in y'all fifties and sixties asking what a man at, but y'all pushed him away twenty or thirty years ago. I hate for that to be some of y'all, but at the rate y'all going, it wouldn't shock me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the same thing with the men who are taking these women that have the green flags and putting them on the back burner, thinking that you'll circle the block and come back when you're ready to wipe them up. Because when you come back, they might be gone. 
They'll definitely be gone. Trust, they will definitely be gone. It's like, mm-hmm. I look back, if I'll admit, if I would have showed a little more patience to some, it's like, hey, you never know. We, we could be married. We sitting here talking about me married. I don't know. It's like, but that's where I just had to, I'll own up to it. It's like, I had to work on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. So I do got another question for you. Now, the next episode look talk will be the men's only round. So what question do you want to ask the men? Oh, that's a oh, that's a good question. I will probably circle back and go back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, if you know that you're not ready for marriage, if you know that you're not ready to settle down, are you really dating with intentions? Are you avoiding the women with the green flags? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, that's definitely I don't want to know that. Like, in the honest way. Because a lot of guys will date these women with green flags knowing that they have no intentions on settling down with them. And I just want, like, why? Why not just say it? Because there are women out here with green flags that might not want to settle down yet either. Mm. So well, I just want to know, do they try to avoid those women? Well, I'll definitely ask the fellas that because I know it's like, personally, I'm like, look, if I see a woman with some green flags, send them my way. But unfortunately, <laughs> I, I've learned, like, I might just have to get the hell up out of Florida to find a woman with green flags <laughs> because it's like. Don't do Florida women like that. I don't, I don't want to do Florida women like that, but I've been <laughs> podcasting and recording with a lot of decent women. I'm like, you know, Florida ain't really helping me right now. But <laughs> that's another story for another day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, so this next you got... episode you're going to have is going to be so dope. I can't wait to check that one out. Yes, yes. That is definitely the one before Thanksgiving. So yes, the fellas, fellas will be coming back soon, but before I get you out of here, what you got planned for the people for 2022? What you looking forward to? Oh, I'm planning to go visual more. So as of right now, my podcast is strictly audio. It's up for, you know, any type of IG lives or Empress Corners I do during the week. But I plan for the podcast um, next season to be visual. So I plan to be more on YouTube. And um, I think I want to bring in uh, more specialists next year. So I'm looking forward to networking outside of the podcast circle a bit. So I would say, yeah, expanding my guests and going to to uh, to video. Oh, that's good. I, I might need to look in that talk to more specialists my damn self. So yes. that, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but lastly, get you out of here on this. Why should people tap in with you? Look, listen, I know you got a dope platform, but tell the people why the people they need to tap in with the Color Curve podcast. Um, because I try to look at things from more of a perspective of um, it's in our DNA. You know, a lot of times when you talk to people, they want to talk about society makes us like this. Well, have we ever considered that maybe it's in our DNA? Maybe our history of how we came to this country plays a big part in some of the decisions, even actually down to the dating and how we interact with the opposite sex. So it's, it's a different perspective that I like to get. It's a fresh perspective. And, um, but we also find a way to keep that fun and funky. And I'm always going to keep it 100 with my curvies. They know that. And um, it's just, it's easy listening. Honestly, a lot of my shows you can listen to with your grandma, you know, and your kids in the car. So yeah, come check me out. 
That's real. That's real. Hey, more power to you for doing shows that um you can listen to with the kids and the grandma in the car. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because unlike me, everybody know we'll cut loose there. Every once in a while, we'll cut loose. You know what I'm saying? That's my, that might be that one or two episodes you're like, look, you better not play this in front of the kids or the right. grandma, you know? <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a, I consider myself kind of a Southern girl. So, you know, I, I try to keep it clean a little, a little bit. You know, we have, I might have my, my episodes when we turn up a bit. But for the most part, yeah, you, you can listen to it with the family. That's real. That's real. And I want to thank you for coming on. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank you for coming on. Blessing the look at all your presence. I'm definitely looking forward to coming on your podcast very yes. soon. You know what I'm saying? And some of my podcast, podcast people are there, that's how it should be. You know what I'm that's saying? Right. That's, that's right. That's how it should be. We, we shouldn't go months without talking. You know what I'm saying? If I have you that's on, right. I need to be on your show immediately. That's how it yes. needs to be. Yes, I agree. I agree. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I got some good stuff to to put you in a corner and see if you can box your way out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I, I'll I'll just never come ready. <laughs> but <laughs> no, outside of that, like I said, if you ever do need me, I might be in Florida, but I'm just a DM away. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna take right. over. You know what I'm saying? So, but ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. I want to thank you for listening to Look and Talk. Whether you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast set, I want to thank you for listening. You know what I'm saying? Pour it up and keep it moving because your problems are temporary. Just keep it moving and stay prayed up and stay geeked up. We're taking over for the 21 and the 22. Remember, the more you drink, the better this podcast is going to sound. Until the next time, we out this thing. Good night, y'all.